Welcome to the Florida Divorce Podcast, your source for the information you need to successfully get through your divorce and into the next exciting chapter of life. Now, here's your host, Attorney Scott Kalish. Hey, my name is Scott Kalish, and I am a divorce and family law attorney here in South Florida. Today, I want to talk to you about child support, specifically changing child support, right? Modifying child support. This is the situation where a parent already has a child support amount ordered by the court, right? Either through a divorce case, maybe just a child support action, maybe it was a paternity action, Um, but there was some prior court action or administrative action, right? Through the Department of Revenue where um, there has already been a, a child support amount ordered, And now one of the parties wants to change it, right? So this can either be a reduction, an increase in child support, but basically you find yourself in a position where um, due to whatever circumstances, you or the other person, you know, the other parent wants to change um, child support. Now, this is something that comes up, you know, pretty often, right? Child support is constantly um, or could constantly change due to the incomes of both parties, I get this question a lot, you know, during divorce cases or during paternity cases where people want to, they want to come to an agreement, but they're worried, they're concerned that, you know, their situation might change, right? I've, I've had cases where contract, you know, employees, right? Let's say contract IT people for different companies say that, hey, I have this contract right now and I'm making X, but hey, in, in April, my uh, contract's up and I'm not sure what my financial situation is going to be, you know, what what can be done here? And child support can be changed, right? So let me go through the reasons or the, or the ways, right? The requirements rather that have to be proven before we can um, change a child support figure, right? So the first requirement is there's got to be a substantial change in circumstances. This is typically when a change in circumstances is like noticeable, right? It's notable for that individual or that or that family, right? So this obviously is going to vary from family to family, person to person, based on their individual financial situation, right? Two hundred dollars for one family per month may be not that big a change, right? Not not very significant or impactful, but for another family or another case, it could be, right? So there's always going to be sort of a sliding scale as to what is considered substantial, right? What was considered a substantial change in circumstances. But that's the first requirement. The second requirement is that the change, right, the the change in income has to be unanticipated, right? You can't anticipate this change, right? So um, that's pretty straightforward. Um, No one really knows what tomorrow brings, right? But if you agree on a child support figure and you know in advance that there is going to be a change and you know what that change is going to be before you agree to that child support figure – then it's not going to be anticipated, right? In my other example, with the IT contract employee, right? He or she knows that her contract's going to end, but he or she does not know what is going to be available, let's say, in April, right? So I I would argue that that's still unanticipated, right? It's anticipated that, that that their contract is going to be up, but we don't know exactly what the next contract is going to be for, unless, let's say, you know, it's always been the same for many, many years, right? Or, or that, the person knows what next contract they're going to accept and they know how much money that's going to be. That would be an unanticipated or that would be an anticipated change, right? If, if they know exactly what the next contract, let's say in April, is going to be for and they know that they're going to accept it. That 
would be an anticipated change. But in order to modify child support again, there's got to be an unanticipated change in circumstances. The next requirement is that the change in circumstances has to be involuntary, right? So as opposed to voluntary. So let me give you a quick example, right? So a reduction in income due to a bad economic climate is certainly an involuntary change in circumstances, right? Let's say that you're working for a company and due to, let's say, a recession, um, you were laid off, right? The company cut, is cutting back and, and one of the jobs that they're cutting back on is yours, right? They're, they're, they're eliminating your position because they can't afford it because of the, uh, the down economy. That would be an involuntary change in circumstances. Now, if you just decided, let's say, you know, this is a, this, this would be a voluntary change in circumstances. If you decided, hey, I don't really enjoy working here anymore and you're going to, you know, stop working at this company and go, I don't know, you know, take another position that gets paid half of what you were making before. That would be a voluntary change in circumstance and, and that would not give you the ability to modify child support, okay? Those three things, though, is what you're going to have to show, right? A substantial change in circumstance, the change has to be unanticipated, and also the change has to be involuntary. If you can prove those three things, then you have a great argument to modify child support, right? And a judge would be hard-pressed not to grant you that child support modification. So with that, I appreciate you listening to this episode of the podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to give me, you know, shoot me over an email, my email is scott at kjlawfla.com. Again, scott at kjlawfla.com. If you like this podcast, if you found it useful, please give it a five-star review wherever you're listening. And if you'd like to work with us, give me a call, shoot me an email. Uh, my number is 561-208-1859. Again, 561-208-1859. We take cases primarily in South Florida, I would say from Miami up to Indian River County, but if you're somewhere else, there's a chance that for the right case, we would, you know, handle cases outside of that area. Now, we do have some cases on the West Coast, not a ton, but um, we do venture outside of the East Coast of Florida. So again, any questions, shoot me over an email or give me a call. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Florida Divorce Podcast. To learn the 10 secrets behind every successful divorce, visit floridadivorcepodcast.com. If you'd like Scott's help in your divorce case, go to kjlawfla.com.